0: Official 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuestian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich. It's the Unofficial 40 on SoonerScoop.com.
1: All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 on SoonerScoop.com. I'm Carrie Murdoch, joined by, as always, by Josh McQuistian. And Eddie Radosovich, who has a special day planned, possibly today. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, first off, we welcome in uh, Josh, who is uh, back from Dallas over the weekend for the Rivals uh, Three Stripe Adidas Camp. Josh, how are you today?
0: I'm good, guys. You know, like I told you uh, before we came on, uh, doing this live from the baby's room. So it's a special podcast for everybody. <laughs>
1: Don't care. Uh, Eddie, uh, you have a lot of stuff going on right now.
0: Yeah,
2: I do. Uh, it's a big day. You have day. a
1: uniform out in your car. Currently. I do.
2: Going to take some BP with the baseball team, uh, possibly this afternoon. Hopefully the weather holds off. It's a little, uh, I don't know. It's not raining, it's just dreary.
1: How many, do you, well, in the stupid field that they've got, I mean, it's weather repellent. Yeah, that's true. I think that maybe that will help us. Uh, how many times have you gone to a batting cage at this point? Oh, I mean, in the last 10 years, zero. No, I mean recently because I... Oh, I, never. No, you were on Insta. You put something on Insta of you in a batting cage. I don't think so. How much are you drinking? Not, not very. I saw you insta out something for you swinging a bat in a batting cage. That's
2: fabrication. I, was, I have not. How much are you drinking is the question. Too much.
1: As usual. Because
2: I uh I have not been uh I have not been in a batting snap? cage. Snap?
1: Did you put it on Snap?
2: I haven't been in a batting cage. So I, I don't think that I'm going uh, like I either. have swung any bats. Cool. I put I put together a montage of uh baseball uh like me in a baseball uniform. But that's about it. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been in a batting cage though. This will be my first cuts in a while, so Hopefully they, uh, you know, the best thing would be is hopefully they just don't pitch Dylan Grove to me and just walk everybody. He wouldn't give me any balls to hit. He walked five in two (laughs) two innings last night against Oklahoma State.
1: Uh, Shockingly, I think that you have planned this, either that or you have uh, aligned with Sister Jean. But I can't get to Instagram. Instagram appears to be down. Good win for the Catholics. Uh okay, so it's been an interesting I don't know, it hadn't even been twenty four hours.
2: We gave you the Iowa State Podcast, Drunk Podcast. This is the Trace Atkins podcast.
1: So I I uh, what did I do yesterday? I wrote something. Oh, I did the Bob Diaco thing. I put it up and then I went to take a nap. Because I usually take a nap every day since I get up so early. And I wake up and I told you guys, hey, you know, be on the lookout. Spring info is probably coming out, so keep an eye on our emails, and by the time, I, it didn't take long, because once it came out, my phone was blowing up so much, the nap was over. I mean, it was just, (laughs) it was insane, and like, it's still insane, like, I wrote an article last night, and my phone will likely be dead, I'm down to 69% already at 11.51, that's, That's disappear. I won't make it till 4 o'clock if I don't charge my phone. Which, speaking of, I would plug it in right now, but it's going to make noise on the podcast. So, the news comes out, and it is Armageddon. Everyone was expecting... I wrote about this last night. Everybody had built it up in their minds like it was going to be somebody huge. It was going to be Kendrick Lamar or Drake. And when it came out that it was Trace Adkins, it was totally... It was not as much of a letdown well. as you could have. It was because uh, I honestly, when I saw the name Trace Adkins, I thought, "Oh God, he's a country singer," but it's not good that I can't remember who he really is. Trace Adkins' better days are behind him. I
2: would say the, uh, I, I think his height was probably somewhere around. Was it like two thousand? Six to 2011. I don't know when h- Honky like Tonk
1: Padonkadonk came out. That
2: was pretty early in the... Uh, oh, 2005 is the year I graduated high school. So, uh, yeah, like 2005 to 2008 was probably the height of Trace Mania. I wonder if we could get Trace
1: Adkins on the podcast like, I, to promote this thing.
2: If we told him that we were with a uh, a casino looking to uh, <laughs> schedule him, I bet <laughs> I bet he would probably do it.
1: I don't. He's, think a, he's a big dude though I don't want to be going five. around Like talking shit on him he's And six then he like, foot beats five, my ass on And his wife shot him in the chest And he survived Even though the bullet Went into his heart Rhonda? Rhonda Forlaw? That's who his,
2: his spouse Is listed
1: on Wikipedia <laughs> I think it was his previous I, I think when a woman Oh shoots she like, you in tried the to chest, kill him Yeah I think when a woman Shoots you in the chest You don't stay with her
2: He had to have write a, wrote a song About that right? I don't know
0: That's like a perfect Country and Western song
2: Yeah
1: Man, so this was kind of my a point. Soldier,
2: maybe that's the song.
1: This was... <laughs> no, I listened to that one. I've been kind of going through his catalog, just seeing if I'm missing
0: something. I'm really not.
1: Um, Taste of Country. You know,
3: see,
0: okay, here's something I hadn't even thought of till this moment. If you were going to do this, you're going to go in this direction. Why the hell wouldn't you just have Toby Keith? He's
1: probably busy.
0: I mean, he's got a high... His band
1: might be doing stuff. I mean, he might... I don't. He might but not have him he, on like, retainer. Go out of his way to
0: pull it together for you.
1: Mm, there might not be enough TV cameras. I there. mean, if Toby Keith, I, I mean, okay. I kind of know how this works. Like, if you have people in your band, once your tour is over, and I don't think he's actively touring, is he? Like you You're just
0: asking the really wrong person.
1: You just let him go, or you keep him on retainer. So he might not have a band right now, but he also doesn't work for free, and his band doesn't work for free. I mean, it's just like everybody's like, why didn't Kings of Leon do it? Like, not everybody is willing to just work for free. Can we (laughs) confirm that they were contacted? They weren't contacted. Okay. I mean, they could have been through a manager. Sure. but They're unaware, though. Band members would be unaware, I would say.
2: It was... I think it was shocking because there was everybody, like you said, Carrie. They wanted big names, and that is just not going to happen.
1: Well, and this was my whole point yesterday. And it's not a, it's not a concert. It's a spring game. It's a thirty-minute. I mean, it's a, it's a distraction. Like really. it's not in, a. In a hindsight, attraction. I think
2: OU, if they could go back and do it, would you say they would just scrap the idea of a band, right?
1: I thought after all the stuff came out yesterday that they might go ahead and just say it's off. We're not going to do it because the the reaction was so. Bad. Like, did you guys go and look at OU football mentions? Uh, no. But anybody that decided, you know what,
2: I'm going to voice my displeasure in the comment section on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Probably that That's tells you all do you it need now, to know. Though I mean, those people are idiots. Some people get free stuff that way. Like, do you think anybody sent a message saying, this sucks, I want a free ticket, and then OU would have been like, okay. If they did that, they should have just blocked them. I think most of the people that were irate, that Trace added, I saw one guy from Edmond that said, he tweeted at the OU football account, and he said, this sucks... I'm 30 years old. I want nothing to do with this. I'm not coming to the game now. Like that dude was never coming to the yeah, game. Yeah, and
2: that's the that's the thing. The people that were like, "Well, I'm not coming to the game now." You were never coming to the goddamn game anyways.
1: <laughs> no, you weren't. Like but you're like, looking for reasons. If 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 Trace Adkins chases you away from coming to the game, you really don't you really were never going to be there in the first place.
2: And especially like if they want it to be a really a be a, the the whole idea is this to be a game day atmosphere, right? They want to like get. They 80, just want to get as people many same. people as they can. Yeah. So I, I mean, if essentially, I was, Trace Adkins
1: is replacing bobblehead dolls. You know what? It's a giveaway.
2: This is going to piss people off. I'd rather listen to Trace Adkins than the band.
1: Oh, the, the OU, minutes. the Pride. Yeah. Oh no. Don't don't go down that. I've been down that road. Yeah, you're you're. That's Eddie Radosovich. His opinions are his own. Does not represent.
4: Fight me. The opinions you, of wow. this is just...
2: Unless you hit me with a clarinet, you're not going to fight me.
1: <laughs> no, the
2: thing about it, though, is if I was going to the game, and as a fan, I'd probably be drinking in the parking lot anyways for 30 minutes before the game. Yeah. I'm not going to get in there at 1 o'clock anyways. So why Although, does it even matter?
1: Even though it's country, I mean, Trace Adkins is a professional musician. Like, And he has some decent songs. Not great, but decent. They're All the slow stuff. Like, all his chrome and all that stuff it's like kind of florida georgia line-ish the honky-tonk badonka like that's it gets into that newfangled country that's just like annoying it's like somewhere diamond rio started taking meth (laughs) and it just got really weird if trace atkins does a
2: line of meth on the stage it will be worth it
1: I th- he's probably a recovering something. He looks like a recovering something. I mean, grown men with ponytails are
0: usually recovering, hiding something in recovery, recovering
2: from something.
0: <laughs> well, some kind of addiction is what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, we still love you, Joe Duvall. Like you know, come on. Let's 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 not be too harsh on the uh, our our prior coworkers. Yeah, he well, he's not ponytail. really a
1: grown man. He's a young man. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. Oh, Fair enough.
1: There's grandma just showed up with her. I know. Oxygen Josh Tank God. before the before the <laughs> camp. Josh was like
2: chain smoking. That cigarettes is, I mean, that lawn. this
0: is
1: the worst stuff. Like it came down to Houston. I had the same stuff. It's terrible. It's like I'm it, still hacking stuff up. I just uh, don't have a bad. For me, it's
0: just allergies. Month. I like we said. I don't get sick. Allergies are like my comeuppance. Like that, that's that's the price I pay to have a really good immune system. My allergies are hell.
2: What what kind of sad world does a person live in that automatically thought, Trace Atkins is coming, this means Oklahoma's not going to get, insert recruit.
4: <laughs> well,
0: is that a dog? That was Cassius, who literally never barks. You got a new dog, right? I have a puppy, yes.
1: Because yes. nothing says get over grief like replacement.
0: Yeah. You know, honestly, in a... In the plans that Tiffany and I always had for how we would handle dogs, we waited longer than I thought we would wait to replace the, the God, we'll 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 really bring it down a level here. That literally the week that Layla was born, that Monday, we put down our black lab, who was Tiffany's like first dog that was actually hers, had her all through college. Like she had her when we met. So I mean that dog had been with Tiffany from the beginning. And we put her down the Monday, and then Layla was born on Friday so we just had a lot of stuff going on we waited a while and then finally we had almost thought to wait even another year to get a puppy and it got to be where i was like we're gonna have to get a puppy while layla is learning to walk that is going to be hell because that puppy's going to jump and going to knock her over all the time and it's she, you're going to be pissed the baby's going to be pissed let's not do that
1: it's the circle of life <laughs> Know someone leaves us. Someone else. I mean, what's the? I don't even know the names of the characters in lion King. Yeah. Uh, Simba.
2: Simba. Yeah, was one of but them. Simba. Mufasa's there was dad Mufasa. Mufasa
1: was okay. Um, Mufasa was the dad, or Mufasa was the the lion cub.
0: Mufasa was the dad. Scar was the bad lion. He was the okay. uncle. So yeah, so, Mufasa um,
1: dies, and then Nala. You know,
2: Pumbaa. exactly. Rafiki. Nala was was
0: was Simba's number one girl. Um, you got Rafiki, the crazy, uh, uh, not orangutan, um, uh, baboon. Yeah, that mm-hmm. cracked
1: open that weird stuff on his head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was that, like, why strange are you putting
1: scene. weird juice on my son's head? Yeah, like, I, I, I would I would smack that baboon.
0: I have you do you guys ever watch the um? It's like reels, trailers, like it's like a, it's a breakdown of what the, what the movie Honest trailers actually should be about. Yeah. Yeah. Hon- that's exactly right. The one for Lion King is absurdly funny.
1: <laughs> I'll have to check that out because I do like those. You know what's weird is, uh, we were talking to Patrick Patterson the other day, uh, cause he does like this movie thing and, uh, he invites people like through Instagram to go watch a movie with him and. They invited us, but I couldn't go on Monday because of practice, and uh, they watched this movie, but he was saying that he... Like, this is how old I am now. Like, Patrick Patterson, NBA player, who's considered a veteran, said he fell in love with movies when he was a kid watching Lion King. How old is Patrick Patterson? He's probably 31, 30,
2: 29. 29, yeah kind of interesting that trying to make a playoff run and he's out watching movies instead of practicing but
1: anyway we're just trying to keep josh from killing the podcast with this
0: so true no it's it's fair i didn't there was no way there was no way to get into that and not give the whole story like i and i think that's part of me it all anyways. came so from fully... one dog so
1: that was the puppy that barked
0: no it was cassius that oh, okay. barked okay. the uh so <laughs> we also have the cleaning ladies here i double booked today so that is why I am in the baby's room You're hiding than my in the baby's setup.
1: room because the cleaners are
0: there. Exactly right. Exactly right. And don't worry about people out there. Josh in his palace with his cleaning that thinks, lady. That thinks Josh is getting a little hoity-toity. As soon as I have the free labor, which basically both the girls can walk and hold a sponge, we will be cleaning this house on our own. So that will not last long. I wonder if Josh is always
1: asking for a raise.
0: What kind of maids are there? <laughs> They are not French, Eddie. They're not the ones you're going to want, Bubba.
1: <laughs> Why do we always attack Josh? Anytime Josh the is around kid. a woman, either the swim coach or the maids, we have mm-hmm. to ask him if they're hot. We just
2: just want to know. Just want to know what's going on in Houston.
1: Tiffany would put the kibosh on that if hot maids were coming over.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would get shot in the face pretty quickly. Um, the only what would get shot in I the face? To see attractive women are um at the gym that that's that's and that's the main reason i continue my membership so
2: <laughs> haven't been banned yet
0: no no the uh you know I, I think i might have the creepy guy reputation but it's okay the We're leering. Not gonna, you know i'm not gonna judge myself about that
1: the creepy guys are always the guys that just ride the stationary bike yes and that's all they do it's like dude i know it and the recumbent one the one where you lay back like dude i know oh, what yeah. you're doing
0: that that to me is the height of lazy you're like, I, core, I'm not really interested in that. I'm just going to pretend that this is a good, you know, aerobic exercise. Least, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that. At least ride the bike that makes you feel like
1: you just took the world's longest shit.
0: Yes. And that's like okay. The,
1: your anus needs to be massaged for about a week <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> don't, don't come in here with the recumbent bike and your little legs twirling around. We know what the deal is. Uh, okay, so back to the spring game. They're, they're, I will say there are going to be some other things that are kind of interesting. We can't talk about it. I't I, I promised I wouldn't let the cat out of the bag.
2: Well, people don't care anyways, because they're not going, so
1: That's only the guy in Edmund. Uh, but they're going to do some things. I, I would say, fan interaction stuff that seems to be pretty cool, uh, that uh, I think, like I said, they're going to they want to kind of do like a slow release of this stuff. Uh, and I think you know there's gonna be some interesting things in terms of how the teams are formed too. I'll just say that. And that's all I'll say.
2: It's 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 funny that people like I, I think people wanted me to come on here today and just go ape shit about Trace because that's what you do because that's what I do. But I'm really you're kind, over, of, over you're
1: it. kind of an cusser today.
2: No, I'm I'm well, I'm over just the the musical guest. Because at the bottom line, I really don't
1: care. He's going to play like four songs.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: If, you, if you're if you running late, you might miss it.
2: And you should be running late. You should be drinking out in the parking lot anyways.
0: Yeah, with the food carts or the food trucks. I'd rather be Guys, hanging out you, with the food trucks. Do you think OU's biggest mistake in this whole thing was teasing it? I, well, I how think they, tell the, me well, how did they oversold
1: it? Tell me how they oversold it or teased it. I don't remember them as, ever saying... There's been talk about I what mean, a
0: big deal this spring game was going to be. It still is a big, be a big deal. Everybody's got to be there. It's going to be Lincoln blah, Riley blah, 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 blah. just
1: said that they're trying to do some things that they've never done before. And every time we would ask, they'd say, well, we're not ready to release the details yet. So I think I don't think they oversold it. I just don't think... I think it goes to, it goes to show exactly how much they had to scramble to put this thing together. The fact that they could never really finalize things and make the announcement. Like, if this was really... Something that was a priority in the athletic department. They would have been working on this for a year. And that was pointed out, like, Lincoln Riley hasn't even been a head coach for a year. So I, d- I don't have the exact date on when they started working on trying to bring a band in. But I don't think somebody was sitting in the office like, oh, yeah, we need to hire a band, like, last week.
2: The bottom line is, they just want people on campus. They want They are trying to find events... To get people on campus because it's such a big recruiting weekend. Right. And people are going to say, oh, well, then they should have brought Drake. Well, then donate half a million dollars and maybe they could get him. Like, that's just asinine, almost. It's just OU fans finding a reason
1: to bitch. That's what it is. I just got a text from Gabe DeArmond. Excuse me, now I've got a frog in throat. Uh, From PowerMizzou.com. Dorial Green Beckham was picked up, was picking up drunk friend when he was arrested for DWI, and his response was genius. I am sending him a response saying, "Well, he went to Mizzou
2: Yeah, Missouri has to claim him.
1: You claim him. Done. Sent. What a waste.
2: I mean, he, he has there ever been a bigger waste than Doriel Green Beckham?
1: Do you always thought like it, he's up what there? What was top weird 10. is like he got he did all that stuff, yet he had a brother that was battling leukemia. Like you would have thought he would have had better perspective on life than he, he did. Just an idiot, obviously. Just an idiot. Oh, Josh is the one that always had to chase him down. So
0: no, I mean. <sighs> It's such a weird deal because you're right about you know his little brother uh, Darnell had gone through all that stuff, and every time I was ever around Doriel, he didn't strike me as a bad kid. He seemed a little quiet. I thought it was more a product of, I mean, you talk about a guy with a crap like growing up. Just his his yeah. childhood was just awful, and I you know it's one of those things where I some of these some people are just they can't get out of their own way, and that's where he is, man. He's just He'll look. He's one of those guys that will look back 20 years from now, possibly in jail, and think, you know, what could have been. I mean, that, that guy could be an NFL Hall of Famer, and he's going to end up being a, a tale of what not to do.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he had his chance in the NFL, and he just kind of washed out. Slowly yep. but surely washed out. I mean, he was obviously, he had, he had an attitude problem or something. I mean, just didn't have the mentality or, or seemed to have the drive. People just didn't like him. It's
0: apparently dangerous. You know, he's a guy from Springfield, Missouri. It's apparently dangerous to be a guy that is a five star that either lives in Kansas or very near to it, because <laughs> Bryce Brown and Doriel Green Beckham, two of the more talented guys I've ever met, and both are just massive wastes. You know, Arthur was a good football player, though. He was. Arthur was a good football player. You're right, and and a, like. For all the bagging that Bryce takes Arthur was old like you knew being around them in 10 minutes like not that Bryce was a bad kid but you knew Arthur was like he was the prototypical older brother like he was very serious very driven he was very motivated if Bryce would have had what you know Arthur had between his ears, Bryce would same deal he'd, he'd have been he'd still be collecting a lot of paychecks in the NFL.
2: Merle the story? don't grow up in kansas
0: i i have no problem near with that. kansas I, arkansas takes a lot of beatings i think kansas is way way undervalued as one of the worst places in the country
2: you don't have to pay to get into arkansas you have to pay to get into kansas
0: i, I literally
2: I grew up in
1: southeast kansas until i was 11 the best thing that ever happened to me was moving
2: yeah you got you got it washed out of you
1: i mean i literally probably would have grown up to be nothing
2: What do you think the chances of you smoking meth before the age of 25 if you would have lived in southeast
1: Kansas? 80%. (laughs) I mean, I went back there to play baseball just, you know, mainly because, uh, you know, my grandparents were getting old and wanted to be able to spend some time with them. But, I like, I literally played baseball with two guys that I played Little League with. Like, we were always on all-star teams and traveling teams together when we were little kids. And they were good baseball players, but, like, I went over to one kid's house, and he lived in a house all by himself, and the only thing that was in it was a mattress. Man. Like, he... And he was going to school for free. That's... That's not good. So, I mean, it's just... It was a weird place. So... not good. uh, Okay, I want to get back to the spring game. uh, As we keep getting off track but the event that was I mean basically like we said the Trace Adkins thing is is it's it uh, it's not a good look but at the same time it is one of many things that they are trying to do to attract people to come to the game now some of this stuff like the spring sale they've always done that the fan fest you know yeah that's fine that's something you have to do you know food trucks all that stuff the Bob Stoops statue dedication I don't know how much you know how many, is it a thou, with a thousand people on a regular day? If there were no spring game, how many people would show up for a Bob Stoops statue dedication? Maybe 2,500?
2: I was going to say like 35, but maybe I'm underselling it.
1: They did it on a Saturday. I I not a thousand people would show up. I, I mean, just, they're having a big dinner thing for them the night before.
2: Yeah, everybody's going to be hungover.
1: Well, if you're Bob Stoops, that's like, I'd love to sleep in every day because I could just drink all night and watch, you know, poorly shot porn, softcore porn movies on Cinemax. Is that what Bob does? No, I'm saying that's what I would do. Oh. If I didn't have to wake up and do a morning radio show. I don't don't see how that... But I'm saying Bob, like, he can
2: show up to stuff hungover now. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I just... I don't, and I think he should. If I was the average person, I would not be coming down early to see that.
1: Well, let's say they have it at noon or two. I.
2: That would. I'd, there is there is basically nothing if I didn't have to go to it that would make me go to that.
1: So Scoop HD will not be at Bob Stoop's statue.
2: No, I will be there. Oh, okay, because I'll already be down here. But okay, if I was just coming down for the spring game, maybe I'd I'd carry a couple cases of beer over there to to watch it happen, but. Like, I'm telling you, they're they missing an opportunity making this a game day atmosphere by not making it a day party.
1: It starts at 1.15. Yeah.
2: So People you, should be drinking at 10.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm.
1: Here's the biggest sham uh, event of the day, and it's not Trace Adkins. The Heisman Trophy presentation. It will not include Baker Mayfield. And it will not even be his Heisman Trophy. It's a, and the school already has the Heisman Trophy. Like, did you guys see that NFL thing with Gerald McCoy? Yeah, and Baker Mayfield, that like was pretty fun. He walks up and like, here's my Heisman Trophy. Like Baker's Heisman Trophy is already sitting in the Legends Lobby or whatever they call it now. So basically, some guy gets a free trip to Oklahoma from Nissan, or maybe they. Do you think they hire that out? Do you think they send someone from the local Bob Moore Nissan? Do you think some the salesman of the month from Bob Moore Nissan is going to be the one officially presenting the University heck, of Oklahoma with the Heisman heck Trophy? no.
2: Saturday's too big of a day over there selling cars. It is a big
1: day, yeah. They're not going to let that happen. They'll send uh, the intern? I don't know who they'll send. I...
2: It doesn't do much for me, though.
1: Actually, it says Heisman Memorial Trophy representatives. They love free trips. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Is that going to get 80,000? No, none of it's going to get 80,000. What's your prediction on how many people? Both of you. What's your prediction on how many people show up to this thing? 55.
0: I'm I'm in the low 60s. I mean, I think it'll be a better turnout, but I don't think it's... But, I mean, I think Eddie's right. I'm sitting here trying to think of an artist or something they could have done that was really going to drive it home. I still think the night game that we talked about a few weeks yeah. ago would have been a genius move.
2: No, Josh, all you have to do, if you want eighty, if you want 75,000 people there, you make it free, you kick off at 6 o'clock, let people day drink. You sell beer. Well, I mean, you don't even have to sell beer. Just let it be a night game and let it be free. People love free stuff and... More importantly, people love watching OU for free. If they, if they truly wanted 75,000 people, 80,000 people, they would have made it free, and they would have made it at night. You know who—I mean, this is—it's it's ridiculous. I think the, the biggest bullshit part about this whole thing, $10 for non season ticket holders is the most ridiculous thing
1: I've ever heard. Yeah, it's always been $5 if you buy before the day of the game. That
2: is insane. You know who does it for free?
1: Alabama. You know who does it for free?
2: Georgia, Clemson, Penn State, TCU.
1: Who charges it's big? Nebraska.
2: Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And Nebraska. And Wisconsin. And Nebraska. And Nebraska, Nebraska could charge 50 bucks, and those people would still buy it, though. Because there's nothing to do in Lincoln.
0: That's still the best thing to do the entire offseason.
2: Right. Right. So, I mean, if OU really wanted to be serious about getting 80,000 people in there, they would have made it for free. But they didn't because they want to make money off of it. And that's the bottom line. Well, they had to make a choice. They either make it free. They did think about making it free. Well, then why didn't they? Because they wanted to make money. Because they needed to pay Trace Adkins. Well, that's I think so. the I'm betting dumbest... I'm they at least
0: wanted to break even.
2: That's the dumbest thing that... I, I t- said yesterday, this is the worst idea Oklahoma has had since uh, the uh, Rough Rider uniforms, or Bring the Wood uniforms. And the person that came up with that idea should be fired, and the person that came up with this idea should be fired.
1: I don't mind. The, I think the alternate uniforms have been good. They,
2: that, those, that, those are the worst things that have happened to Oklahoma football.
1: Oh, come on. It's done nothing but helped
0: recruiting. I would argue Howard Schnellenberger had a worse impact.
4: <laughs>
0: well, it's or John Blake, you you can flip your flip a coin there. It it's bad. It's oh, bad. I mean I, Eddie, I agree. I mean, if you if you're really that big on, we want this to be a great experience. We want tons of people free freezering. I mean, you're going to get more bounce out of free than you are Trace Atkins
2: it's not even close and yeah. for somebody to think that it is is asinine
0: and if that's your goal in charging is to pay for trace Atkins, well then you've you've just gone the full circle just screw forget trace Atkins, go free you don't have to pay for trace Atkins, and you're probably going to get a big crowd anyway and i think the night game is just awesome because a it's unique and b I don't know how many spring games are at night. Wasn't there an announcement like right after we had that conversation, somebody announced? Texas. There's, Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. And by the way, they get changed the rapper. Are they
2: really? I thought that was just a rumor. I thought that was an internet rumor. I don't think that's real.
1: Is that not real?
2: No. I guess we could find it out. Why don't you look that up?
0: I'm, I'm on because it. Because
2: it's so stupid that it's really not, that's not happening.
1: If you have Chance the Rapper, you need to have like a post game concert or something. But why would you have a post game concert? Because people would just show up after the scrimmage.
0: The most recent things I have on Chance the Rapper is him um, talking about the Texas bombings in Austin. So maybe he's in Austin. Uh, maybe, maybe I I'm gonna guess that's not what's going on. But you know, crazy things have happened.
2: When is Texas spring game?
1: I think it's the week after OU. April or no, they started early. It's April twenty-first. April twenty-first.
2: I—I mean, even if they have, I don't think that's real. I don't think that will happen.
1: If they did have chance, the rapper, I would think that one of the Texas assistants would be tweeting about it and ripping on OU also for having a washed-up country guy. I mean. Because that's how they roll.
4: Tom
2: Herman's such a piece of shit, anyway. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> He's the epitome of douchebags everywhere.
0: Eddie, should we should we share the story that we heard the uh, this weekend? You can. I,
2: I was telling uh, Carrie before the before we started about it. Yeah, he told me about it. That was Malik Jefferson is a big fan of Tom Herman. Yeah. yeah. And by big Meenie. fan, I mean hates him with a passion. Maybe hates him more than me.
0: Yeah, we we won't go into where we heard. I don't want to get into too many particulars because I'm sure Malik is not is a kid I really liked and knew pretty well. I don't want to burn him. He too was bad. a good kid. Yeah, Malik Malik is literally one of my I, that kid still like he he'll message me or call me on my birthday. Like Malik's that kind of dude. Like he really he's just a good person. Kind, he's very much like Caleb Kelly. Like that that's kind of the same type of personality. Like really outgoing and very easy to talk to. But anyway, basically the story was there was a recruit um, in Texas, a a young guy that's starting to get a lot of attention. And I know one of his coaches and his coach had said, we ran into Malik at something and, you know, we kind of walked up to him and said, hey, you know, maybe maybe you can put in a good word at Texas for us and, you know, maybe get him a a Texas offer. And Malik basically was like, why the hell would anyone want to go there right now? This is your co-Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, the the linchpin of your defense last year, basically saying, why the hell would anybody play for Tom Herman? That's brutal. He's not
2: doing much uh, recruiting for Texas, I'll tell you that.
0: No, that's it's not. Crazy. I mean, and I don't think it's any big secret that that was not a great relationship. But well, they benched him, right? That, that's bold.
1: Or was that Strong that benched him?
0: Uh, strong benched him. Okay. Strong benched him. Um no you know now I think the credit doesn't go to Tom Herman the credit goes to Todd Orlando but clearly Malik found a role for himself this year that worked really well and as, as he really never did under Charlie Strong Uh all right um spring game I mean it's, it's
1: there's going to be more coming out and we'll have more time to talk about that I think there's going to be I will say this what I've heard so far not that super interesting I don't know that you're really pressing the the eighty thousand button right now. I don't know if there's any way to do it. I don't, no matter what you do, but I'll say this: I, I and I said pretty much all I wanted to say in my article last night. My call you should line. read
2: it: um, Very Um, I good. mean
1: the I, it's a it's it's the first edition. It's the 1.0. It's a trial run in my mind. Like go through it. See how it works. See how the the concert part of it works. Um, If 80,000 people show up for Trace Adkins, I do kind of worry, what's next? Like, Clint Black? or?
2: I don't think 80,000 people are going to show up for Trace Adkins, though. 80,000 people are showing up for the spring game.
1: Right, yeah. But I'm just saying, if country works, we're never going to get anything cool. I, I think the whole
2: idea of okay. a popular band coming to play is not going to ever happen.
1: I think there's a chance if it goes well that, and Lincoln said this yesterday, he said he, he sees this kind of as the tip of the iceberg. That That he thinks it could grow and get bigger and bigger to where you do see some big acts eventually. Then be ready to pay twenty five bucks for a ticket. Well, that might be.
0: But Eddie, I mean, that's stupid. You don't want to pay ten bucks for Trace Adkins. Get it? I, I'm with you. But you're not paying but,
1: anything for Trace Adkins. It's Ten bucks.
0: Well, no, I, no I, But I mean, I'm saying at the heart of it, if that's if that's the way you want to look at it. So let's say you did get somebody awesome, like let's say Kings of Leon, just just for the sake of this pod and somebody we know well. They suck. Twenty five bucks for Kings of Leon. Done.
1: Yeah, I paid, I don't even want to say how much I paid last time pay- in Oklahoma City for friends.
2: I mean, I, I just don't, under, I don't, I don't think a family of five should have to pay 50 bucks to come to the OU spring game. I think that's ridiculous.
4: I, when you're, I mean, when you're trying to throw fun, your
1: program out to show a practice. As a family, you know. A glorified practice. I know that as a father of, you know, three, Eddie. Like you understand what a how cheap fifty bucks is to take your kids to something for four hours on a Saturday. I mean that's a good that's if you're a family, fifty bucks that's hell, cheap, Eddie. I paid yeah. fifty bucks for order out last night. Or order up. It's just ridiculous. I
2: owe you stealing money from the fans.
1: They always charge ten dollars. Didn't you say Notre Dame charged twelve?
2: Yeah. For
1: adults. What a Nebraska.
2: Brian child. Kelly might kill somebody though at the game. You never know.
0: <laughs> Seriously, uh, if if we sell out, Brian Ke- Kelly will actually we'll murder commit somebody, murder yeah. at the 50-yard line. <laughs> to a student assistant. Just <laughs> make
2: sure it's a windy day.
1: <laughs> actually, it'll be like the it'll be like the the uh, Game of Thrones thing where uh what's his name was shooting arrows at Jon Snow's brother
2: haven't watched Game of Thrones I don't know
1: just give Brian Kelly a archery set and have him just start yeah, he just needs a scissor lift that's all he needs shooting arrows at people Uh. so yeah I mean the, the whole thing is it's a test run we'll see how it goes maybe this builds into something bigger maybe Trace Adkins chases everyone away and they say I don't want to deal with that shit and then they say okay well we can't do that anymore it's worth trying so, I just hope they find something to do with the recruits while Trace Adkins is playing, so I thought that was an this.
2: interesting point that I really hadn't even thought of. I mean, they're going to be in the locker room anyways with the team, yeah, before the game,
1: but you know what? the team will listen to Drake if the uh if if Drake was playing, which he never w- was going to be playing, they would want to go out there and see it. I mean right. it's a scrimmage. the players right. would go out with them. I mean right. it was a band they were interested in or an act. They, Migos was there. All those kids would want to be out there, and they'd want the kids out there. So just do better in the
0: future. I think saying, it's down. one of those things. It's a double edged sword to go ahead and act like, oh, it's no big, you know, like it doesn't matter, because then you can't turn around and say next year if you do get someone awesome, you are like, well, now look at it. Yeah, man. you can't have that both ways. It's either a big recruiting tool to have a good artist there, or it doesn't matter.
2: I think there's a better chance of marijuana being legalized in Oklahoma than Migos ever playing at the Oklahoma
1: Spring Game. No, it's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Especially that Stir Fry song, which I hate. That's got to be the most annoying song that's come out in the last three years. Why do you hate
0: black people? I love Migos.
1: Why do you hate Migos? I I hate Stir
0: Fry. Are you going to name how many Migos songs you know just to confirm that you don't hate Hate Migos hey, music.
1: I know that there are three members in Migos, okay? And that's more than <laughs> most people know.
2: <laughs> Give you that. Give you that.
1: <laughs> most people think Migos is a guy.
0: So anyway. I only know one of them. Like I don't I, I honestly couldn't name you any of their songs. I don't know anything about them. Do you hey, have do, we you, done uh, this do before? you love
2: Quavo's Huddle film, isn't, Josh? Isn't it
0: guavo? See g- that he's the only name I know. I'm like, I know that dude is in Migos. I don't know anything about the rest of it. And I love rap. They're like, I've tried to kind of get into them. They're just not my deal. So, and I think part of it too, is uh, like with rock and stuff like that, I can kind of keep progressing forward. My rap, like I love my generation. Like I I love Dre and Jay-Z and all the, like all Tupac, like all that stuff. I'm with Fitty. Yeah, like, eh, kind of fitty. But a little, like, every once in a while I'll find a new guy I really do like. Like, I like a guy named Logic a lot. I think he's really good. Oh, Logic's
1: really good. I like yeah, that.
0: yeah, I like him a lot. Another white um, rapper. But, see, and I don't even know, like, he may be super famous, Is he not, is I have he no not idea. brown? No, is I think he not. He, is he just a white guy? I've always assumed he's a white guy. Who? Uh, Logic. I think he's, I, he might be mixed. I've, I've only seen, like, one picture of him, and he, he does look light-skinned. But I, I I don't think he's just a white guy.
1: I'm pretty sure I was thinking maybe like you know
0: Middle Eastern Oh a little, little modest Yahoo kind of thing
2: I almost went and saw him In Oklahoma City one time
0: I like a little logic Is he a white dude You might be right Eddie Yeah he does kind of look He looks very whitish. Yes
1: Yeah he does look kind of like. Yeah I think he is a white guy
2: He's half. His dad was black. His mom's white.
0: Okay. Okay. But he... Eddie, now that I'm seeing a different picture of him than I have seen before, that dude looks really, really white. So... I haven't even listened to his new album yet. But yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. I just rarely have a new rapper that I'm into, but I I do like him, so...
1: Everybody likes Kanye, though, or or liked Kanye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kanye
0: is... Do you know the funny the funniest thing about Kanye I can pretty much tell you and this is not like Tiffany it's it's nothing bad to say about her I bet you money I could show you the picture of Kanye and Tupac and she couldn't tell you which one's which She's just she ha- she has Terry no line. no. She has no musical not, like. She sings the song she knows, and she knows nothing else about the. So she doesn't the
1: have at black all. blindness.
0: No no no. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But like it's just. I mean, she grew up in freaking Ponca City, man. Like you know that was like seeing. I don't know. I'm sure in K County, like it's a like, black guy's like a zebra. I mean, <laughs> like it just doesn't show up. It, it so, it's kind of like. I mean, look.
1: If I had not gotten into athletics, uh, I could totally see like. But it's just like I work with uh, Phil and Zinga at the Sports Animal, and he was at a Louie's one night, and he came back on Monday to tell us how Serge Ibaka came into the Louie's. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and how he was wanting to get a picture, but he didn't do it. And uh, and he kept talking about this for like an hour. And then the owner of Louie's called and had to tell him that it was Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> and that he had the receipt to prove it, and he, he like he, he is one of those guys that cannot tell black people apart, which it baffles me. Yeah,
2: I Serge think Ibaka some of is the biggest is loser that like, ever play in Oklahoma City.
1: He dated Carrie Hilson. That,
2: that that means nothing to me. Serge Ibaka is a loser.
1: All right. Eddie's full of anger today. All right, uh, let's go to spring football. Uh, it is going on right now. I had a chance to uh, catch up with Lincoln Riley a little bit this week and uh, finally got to talk publicly about hiring Bob Diaco as a defensive analyst.
3: Excited to bring Bob on. It was uh, just a, a uh, kind of a situation where it worked out. It was something that he was looking for and something that we were looking for, too. You know, and on the chance to add a... A big picture guy like him, you know, that's had all the experience he's had both as a head coach, as a prominent defensive coordinator, you know, guy I think won the Bulls Award a couple years ago, uh, has, has always uh, you know, had a great reputation within this business, not only for the kind of coach he is, but just for the kind of man he is. And uh, so it's a good fit with our, with our defensive staff, with our whole staff, and uh, I think he's going to bring a lot to us.
1: And I know the biggest question everybody has is, well, defensive analyst, what what exactly can he do? Well, He's here to take Mike's job. Uh, Lincoln, what can Bob Diaco do? Pretty
3: much everything but coach, you know, but coach on the field. You know, he can do a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. Uh, and a lot of, everybody uses them different ways. Some people use them as, as gophers. You know, some people use them as guys to, you know, input data and, and kind of get the busy work ready. And guys like him that have more experience, you'll use him for more, you know, big-picture ideas, and he'll be, you know, out here he can't do as much, but within the staff room he'll be like another full time coach tonight.
1: and you know i mean these these positions josh they can mean a lot in recruiting too because I mean you look at like chip Viney i mean he was never a full time coach uh and yet he was able to kind of people could call him he could have you know he could he w- could recruit when kids came on campus uh and you know you hear a lot of not strange, but you hear things about Bob Diaco and kind of just that he's a little different. But you also hear that he's he's always been a good recruiter, too.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, like Lincoln said, that's really interesting because every staff uses them a little differently. Um, like you said, Viney was such a great recruiter. Uh, obviously, Diaco is going to help them game plan. He's going to, you know, he'll he'll do tape because he just has – he has too many skins on the wall for him not to be looking at, you know, whether it's looking at next week's opponent or however they choose to use him. But there's no question. I mean, you look at some of his recruiting, l- listen to these, the first two guys, when I pull him up uh, and looked over some of his commitments, the first two guys listed Jalen Smith while he was at Notre Dame. Okay. Huge, big time, five-star guy. The other one's Quentin Nelson about to be a top 10 pick for, uh, out of Notre Dame. Wow. Now, he wasn't the only Quin on Quentin, Quentin uh, excuse me, Quentin Nelson, Harry Hyson obviously had a huge role there, uh, being the you know big offensive line guy that he is. But at the same time, just that he's involved in those recruitments, and you look how well Nebraska had recruited over the last few years, considering where they are, the struggles that they have, and pulling talent because there's just not a lot you directly remember, around. Pookie them. was committed to them. First. Exactly, exactly. Now, he wasn't a big part of it, but I mean, he was the D.C., so he yeah. clearly had some relationship to it. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that can recruit, but at the same, at the same time, I hear some of the same, same things you're talking about, Kerry, where just he's like I've never heard fellow. of a specific example. It's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, you know, he just kind of, he works a little differently than everybody else or something. It's always kind of worded in a funny way. Sounds like he has go, a quirky personality.
2: Go to you, uh, like YouTube and just type in Bob Yako UConn, he has some very entertaining like post game and uh, midweek practice reports there he his mind works a little bit differently but I think it you know in a way like I think his and I guess you I, I can't say this because I don't know the guy that well uh, obviously but I think he will add a a different element to the coaching staff that hasn't been there in a while and when you add in the fact that this is now the third Uh, former head coach on the defensive side of the ball. I think it goes somewhere a long way at some point.
1: Uh, I found a video titled The Best, I Mean Worst of Bob Diaco at UConn. Let's check it out. Okay. Sometimes I forget
2: that Randy Edsel is still running that program into the ground. He has a little bit of Venables in him
0: linebacker At one point during your time in Notre Dame
2: it's kind of like the baby neck
0: Scorpion mac. trying to cross the river can you lay that one out for those who are not familiar with it and how does it connect with what you want from a defense
5: you know it's really an organizational piece and it's good and bad the fact of the matter is um, we're gonna believe what we see and and if you're someone that in a negative way is going to sting then then you're not going to get on our back and and we're not going to swim you across the lake or the river, you know, where the scorpion couldn't swim, but the frog could. He talked the frog into letting, allowing him to get on his back. The frog said, hey, you're going to sting me. Uh, why would I do that? And he said, no, 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 no I'm not going to sting you. I'm not going to sting you. Why would I do that? We'll both drown if I sting you halfway across. Sure enough, halfway across, the scorpion stung a frog. He said, now we're both going to die. Why'd you do that? He said, what do you mean? That's what I do. I'm a scorpion. I sting. So there's just uh, particular people that have uh, displayed behavior that, that, uh, that you need to believe it. And...
0: Okay, I think we're done there. That music. I plan to tell that bedtime story to Laney tonight. Bad at, uh, analogies is what we're learning. Or great
2: analogies, whichever way you want to look at
0: it. Seriously, Laney's going to love it. The frog and the and the uh, scorpion. scorpion.
1: That bastard scorpion.
0: Listen here, Laney. That shithole scorpion. He's going to bite you. He's going to do <laughs> it. He's going to sting. That's what he does. Except you're going to be talking about him as boys.
2: You know, first day of kindergarten, you got to kick somebody's ass. <laughs>
0: Established
1: dominance Yes, out of tone uh, So, yeah, I mean, Bob Diaco will be a defensive analyst He won't be talking to the media I don't think uh,
2: But <laughs> I can't remember an analyst ever coming no, in for availability no. they,
1: Maybe his situation's
2: different, though Maybe the, if we really did ask for him, he would Maybe he wants to rehab his
0: Or, or maybe sharpen his interview skills Is
2: he back in Norman? Like, is he in Norman yeah, now? Yeah, He's here yeah. already?
0: Do you think he's maybe going through the same coaching that the freshmen go through when they get there on like how to deal with the media? Okay, Bob, you don't want to say anything weird. Just stick to we're just trying to move on to next week or you know one game at a time. However you want to say it, say that over and over again, Bob. Practice it. You know now. what it
1: was? It was a it was a little bit. It, it reminded me kind of an odd uh, P.J. Fleck. Yeah, a little bit. A little I can the see the Yeah, but I just can see that. Not as passionate or as well delivered, right?
0: Yeah, I should say I, I could go play for PJ Fleck tomorrow. That that dude'll get you running through walls.
1: Well, he could probably use you. PJ Fleck, they suck. Seems
2: awesome until you like start reading up about his personal life and how he had an affair on his wife with now his <laughs> current God. wife and like the- pretty much ruined her family.
1: What? Where was you, Where were you doing this reading?
4: Just, just uh, hey,
1: I'm going to check out PJ Fleck today.
2: Yeah, he followed me on Twitter, so I wanted to read up on him. Now he's probably going to unfollow me.
1: We
4: to well, say,
0: let's gonna, I'll ho- make hey, sure that this business- Minnesota that has the backbone not to block you, though, Eddie. I'll make that a part of the rundown. Uh, no,
2: Josh, they're a big program. They wouldn't do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Congratulations to Tulsa and uh, Philip Montgomery, though, on uh, hiring another Art Riles enabler yesterday.
0: who they hire? I didn't see.
2: Hi- the former Baylor safety coach.
0: Yep, I saw. That. I, I, how does he not get a lot of heat all day every day?
2: Because nobody cares about Tulsa football, Josh.
1: Josh Heupel I mean. hired
0: Jeff Levy as his offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's true. That's a, and the guy they hired was one of the one of those guys on that staff. Because you know there were some, <laughs> sorry, that were very vocal in their support of Bryles. and there were some that were like, eh, I don't, I don't want to get too, you know, they were smart enough, whether it was politically or they knew something was wrong, they didn't say much. He was one of Bryles' big defenders. Tulsa hired him anyway.
2: Well, they're still trying to get back from a two, three-win season last year. Everybody can't end their season in a bowl game in a baseball stadium, you know?
0: Do you think maybe Tulsa's just waiting until they have to fire him, and they're like, Oh, yeah, we were never comfortable with the Baylor stuff. And they're just firing for cause. And that way they just go walk. Oh, I
2: think there's probably a better chance of them just doing away with football than that happening.
1: Oh, no. Uh, breezing on through here. Uh, Lincoln Riley now also has a new president. Uh, I can't say his name. I, I haven't seen
2: any pronunciation on it. Is it Gagli- I think Gallagly? Gallagly. Gallagly. I think it's
1: Gallagly. Jim Gallagly James goes by Jim though, right? I don't know uh Jay Gallagly but David Bourne no longer not the well, technically technically he's still there he's still there, yeah, and he's still alive, but he's being replaced, correct which is I mean, I think for most people that's kind of a in the university setting, that's disconcerting because usually when presidents come in. They blow everybody out. They put their own people in there. and this, But I think with Gallagly, uh, he's not coming from an academic background. So he's going to have to rely more on people that David Bourne put into place. And then, you know, maybe he makes some changes eventually. But he seems to be a guy that enjoys his football. So had a chance to uh, catch up with Lincoln Riley yesterday just about uh, – that his new president.
3: A little, little surreal, honestly. Uh, Coach Stoops and I rode over there this morning. We got out of the uh, car in the garage, and the and, and the uh, president was getting right out of his car at the same time. So we actually were the first ones to meet him. And uh, so yeah, we had a good talk with him there in the garage. He seemed like a, a great guy. Uh, I think the university, the regents made a great hire. Loved how personable he was. Attended a couple of events with him this morning. Uh, breakfast where got to really listen to him talk and and really talk about his vision for the future of our university so I'm excited about his leadership
1: I mean, he's a he's an oil guy he's a guy that doesn't need the money you sure <laughs> bless you thank you you sure about that you, 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 you think a hundred
2: and four million in 2014 oh
1: <laughs> well I got sneezes uh, I think he blew that hundred and four
2: uh, I mean if he was betting on OU you to cover the last couple years probably they haven't been good against the spread
1: <laughs> so you know I've heard <laughs> Uh but I mean he's making more than Boren made.
2: Like a hundred and seventeen thousand more.
1: Like
2: I think he, they gave him a hundred and seventeen thousand dollar raise. Wow. He's making he fi- he'll make five hundred thousand.
0: Guys, how how many people have asked you for your opinion on his hiring? Oh, I mean, a couple people and it just Just said
1: I whenever anybody like, asks no me, idea. I just say, you know. I don't like his his offense
0: I just I know he, I'm like I know he's a rich oil guy That's about all I know
1: He made a butt ton of money
2: Yeah he has a building Named after him
1: He, he donated 30 40, million 40,
2: I thought Was it 40 I thought
1: it was 30. I think it was 40 He has a, a College named after him
2: Yeah you know you're, You've are you made it When you've done that
1: Which uh, You know my favorite thing About him Is that he is a uh, University of Colorado Undergrad Which could be I think Precipitate OU someday getting a home and home with Colorado again, which I would very much enjoy. It's Canadian.
0: Maybe you want that uh, twelve life, don't you? I know what you're saying there, Kerry. I hear you. Yeah. Might have to break
1: the seal. Canadians. We know Eddie's going to show up on Friday night once we land with a bag full of edibles.
2: That would be probably correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, remove probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, that would be correct. Be much uh, we, we probably time. wouldn't
1: get out of the airport before Eddie had his had his That uh,
2: might be one that we have actually, to drive to. <laughs> that might be a trip that I drive.
1: I think I will allow you to get a rental car. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I'll fly.
0: Riding what the storm out. the rental cars in his name Riding about, the storm out.
1: Is it ten hours to know, to Denver? Yeah. I've
2: I've done it before. I mean obviously. It's been a like, long time since I've been and skiing. Stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've done a bunch of ways up there. There's no good way to get to Denver. Because either you have to go seventy across Kansas, which is just oh, God forsaken country. Yeah. Or you have to go through the kind of southern route there, and you're going through Amarillo and all that crap, and that's no fun either. There's
1: no training wheels when you go from Oklahoma to Denver. Like, it's flat, it's flat, it's flat, then all of a sudden, oh my god, there's a cliff next to me.
0: Yeah.
2: I I, I kind of enjoy it. I have, I've always done it, though, where we leave at like 12 o'clock or, you know, like 1 a.m. Yeah, we did and that, And just drove too. all night. Yeah.
1: On that's ski trips and stuff. Yeah. No, I would love a home-and-home home with Let me ask you, like, what... What home and homes would you like? I mean, if you could honestly, them. they had. Oh, you
2: schedule wise, they got Nebraska you can't coming complain. up, UCLA, Army coming up in two years, New York City. Uh, I mean, they Florida LSU. State was awesome. L- Tennessee was awesome. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, Go I think say, I'm
0: shocked. Notre Dame and Northwestern don't make your list just to be in Chicago and you know Notre late Dame, fall. Notre fall. Dame
2: is probably
0: Columbus was pretty badass this
2: year, this past year. But Notre Dame is probably number one as far as just trips that we've taken. Really, I think we so. stayed in Chicago. It was pretty fun. I, I just I love Chicago. I just but, but we didn't cool get to, we yeah, didn't
1: get to really experience Chicago.
2: Yeah, we didn't really see a whole lot of it.
1: We stayed.
2: I thought South Bend was awesome. At a awesome. hotel.
1: And then we went to South Bend as
0: soon as we could that next day.
2: I just, South Bend was awesome. Just being. I'm there.
0: shocked, Carrie. Now that I think about that, I'm surprised you didn't make like two days out of that just to go try all the different restaurants and stuff. Well,
1: here's what was, here's what was terrible is so I'm getting, I'm, I'm having to sit around in my hotel because my flight was a little later on a, on a Sunday. That was that. No, that was last time we went to West Virginia when we were running through O'Hare. Um, so or we're midway, I think. Um, but so the last time we went to Notre Dame, we stay in Chicago, uh, and the flights leaving later, so I'm just sitting in my hotel room. I I think I'm I'm just waiting kind of to get the charter going out. And we drive out of the hotel parking lot, and I've never had Giordano still, and I want to so bad. And we drive no more than half a block away from the hotel there's a Giordano's right there and i'm like i could have just walked and had Giordano's like 2 hours ago so that was heartbreaking
4: i don't know
2: if that was the Notre Dame trip cuz i remember we drove back to south or to chicago and had to like immediately shower and go to the airport. the airport
1: yeah plus we, i think that was at a hilton And we stayed at like a Renaissance, yeah, like a real swanky Renaissance for the Notre Dame. I don't know what that was for.
2: Maybe that was for uh, the five star.
1: No, because we didn't fly; we drove. That's right. So anyway, I can't remember.
0: Uh, That may be the only food thing I have up on you, Carrie. I'm kind of excited about this news. I have done Giordano's.
2: It's good.
1: Have you done Have you done Lou Malnati's and Geno's East? All of them?
2: Done all three of them.
1: Who's I'd your, say Giordano's Giordano's there.
2: Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Uh, one of the things Gallagly,
2: that- I will say Gallagly is having a event in Dallas tonight. Is he? For like OU alumni. I have some buddies that are going and I told them if they can get Gallagly saying that he's a scooper on camera, we'll give him a lifetime membership.
1: Absolutely. That would be awesome. So
2: and if you hear
1: this before you go to the event tonight. And you can get them to do it. Yeah, same you get a same. membership.
4: It's kind of like it's a nice Saturday throwing the boys, around
1: lifetime memberships and just telling us. Well, just one person.
0: I mean, <laughs> can't. It'd be the, yeah, first, the person first person first to come, send it, first it in. first serve offer, people. Right. You need to have it to us quickly. And if you don't, then someone may have beaten you to the punch. Correct. But
1: it's tonight.
2: Yeah, I think so. Somewhere in Dallas, it's a little meet and greet.
1: Which it's Wednesday when we're doing this podcast. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, you're too late.
0: Uh, No, no, go, just try Do it, yeah
1: The, uh Okay, so we talked about Diaco coming in And I think everybody has finally settled down About the fact that Mike Stoops did not get fired But You don't think
2: No, I'm just, I'm sure there's people out there That probably still think something's gonna happen
1: They're just waiting till summer I mean, that was The Diaco thing kind of, to me, solidifies the fact that nobody's going anywhere. Oh, no, I I completely agree. Unless Tim Kish wants to pull a switcheroo and just retire after spring football or something, which I can't imagine him doing that.
2: Waiting for the most inopportune time to do it would be the most Tim Kish thing of all time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I, I mean, I think the thing about it is what Riley's belief is, is that they just need to get better talent on defense. And... You look at new guys that have come in. I actually asked him about this this morning um, when he did a radio show. Drink, and you know he mentioned Jalen Redmond and Ronnie Perkins and Buki and just he he brings up Justin Fields a lot, Patrick Fields or Patrick Fields a lot. Uh, I mean, seems like they they've been really impressed with it. And I think I almost get the the feeling like they're more impressed with the mental side of things with him. He is as much as I physical. mean, Josh could talk about it for days i'm sure but
2: he is very like focused advanced i mm-hmm. i don't know how to put it but i mean he is as as whole as whole as they come coming out of high school
0: well, i think you have to remember he was a kid that went down to dallas all the time to train i mean like he did justin put in a lot of work to become the guy he is uh, no, i'm sorry I'm, I'm we're talking about patrick god i'm sorry uh but no the same This patrick it's funny that kind of works for me because patrick worked for the same group Essentially, and he worked uh, a lot with um, uh, Dwight Dobbins, former Tulsa DB. I mean, so the, he's he's a really sharp kid, and like I've said it before on the pod, he's a better athlete than he gets credit for. He's not, don't get me wrong, he's not an elite guy. He doesn't fix that you miss Josh Proctor or anything like that. But Pat's Pat's a good player, and one of those guys that you know the coaches are gonna like. You know, they're gonna they're gonna react to him like he's he's going to do all the right stuff he's he'll see the field earlier than people think because he will do everything the coaches ask him to do
1: well I mean and that's guy that's a guy that's kind of we haven't talked a whole lot about I mean we didn't focus more on you know the Jalen Redmonds and the bookies, uh Brendan Radley hiles uh, but Lincoln was asked about Jalen Redmond yesterday and uh, he had some pretty good praise for him
3: yeah he's got a lot of he's got a lot of ability you know you've seen some some flash plays from him where you say yeah, that's the guy we thought he was. And then, you know, still like a lot of our freshmen at times, he's, he's thinking so much right now that it, that it slows him down. So he's got to continue to think less, continue to get more comfortable, continue to cut loose more. But he's uh, he's a smart kid. He's, he's picking up what we're doing, and he certainly belongs physically.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's got to be your main concern for Jalen Redman. And it's good that he's in this early, uh, you know, in a college football program. But just the, his late start to football – he has tons of athletic ability. Can he figure it out? The can he figure out the mental side of it in order to be a factor as a true freshman? I think that's the biggest question, don't you, Josh?
0: Oh yeah, Jalen can handle all the physical stuff. He's going to be big enough, strong enough, fast enough. Like all those things are going to take care of themselves. It's just whether he can process the information uh, at at a speed they need him to. Now, you know, I, I guess you can argue. Uh, several different ways because it, they can dummy down that position to a certain degree to make it work for him and he can play in certain scenarios and they can do some stuff like that but the other side of it is oboe like they could have done the same thing for oboe they didn't do that and they waited a while for him to develop now he had eric striker in front of him so there's some other reasons that make that made a little more sense at that time but oklahoma doesn't have that clear pass rusher i I struggle to see a way that Jalen Redmond isn't getting twenty or thirty snaps this year because they—if if it's not him, then Addison Gums has made a big leap. Somebody is going to have to step up and take that role, and I think Redmond's the most gifted pass rusher they have.
1: Uh, okay, so you know, we'll more to come. I mean, we're going to talk to Mike Stoops today after practice uh, for the first time since the players are put on pads. So be good to get kind of his take on. You know, how Kenneth Murray's doing, how that Will linebacker spot is is shaping up. Uh of course they don't have Caleb Kelly out of practice right now. Uh we didn't ask if Jordan Parker got back yesterday. I, and I he didn't was, notice him.
2: he was walking around. He it didn't look like he had pads. He wasn't on the, in pads. Okay. No.
1: Uh but we'll get a chance to talk to Mike. Uh and yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the one thing that we didn't mention about Bob Diaco, guys, that I think is huge, is everybody's talked about whether OU should switch away from the 3-4. Uh, it seems to be, you know, kind of a... You, you, you wondered at times, like, are they running it as effectively as they possibly can be? And Bob Diaco's a 3-4 guy. I mean, he is, he's one of the reasons OU runs this defense because he was running it at Notre Dame and they did a really good job shutting down that offense. So I mean, I think that's a big bonus. Oh, I I think it's. I mean, you you have
2: to look for reasons to think that adding somebody like Bob Diaco is a bad deal for Oklahoma defensively. I I feel like you you get him in a in a you get another a uh, voice in the room. I think with you know new ideas, new set of eyes, new set of eyes. Uh, you add him into the mix with you know that people aren't going to hear this, and people don't want to hear it, but. Mike Stoops, Ruffin McNeil, and Bob Diaco in one room is not a bad situation. Like I feel like those are three pretty bright, defensive-minded guys, aren't they? Yeah, guys that have
1: all ascended to head coaches at one time. Right.
2: So I, I just, I, I think it's a, it's a home run move. Just adding them in, and we'll see how it, uh, how it works out. But I, I can't think of a reason why it would be a bad deal. And I, yeah, he's limited, but it, I mean, it's going to work out in, in its own.
1: All right, both you guys were in Dallas over the weekend for the uh, Rivals three-stripe camp. Uh, you guys did a lot of great interviews. Uh, the content's fantastic on the website of Uh, But a lot of OU, uh, both commitments and prospects were there, uh, all the way down to, uh, you know, uh, Jace McClellan. Got a chance to, to catch up with him a little bit. Uh, but, Josh, just kind of start us out there. Just just your, your first impressions or first... Uh, observations or or your recap of of the dallas rivals camp
0: okay well we'll we'll start with the four commitments you had uh, trajan bridges austin stogner the two 2019 commitments that were there uh both both got their five-star invite uh following the camp it was my first chance to watch bridges in person and when i had seen video of him i thought man you know I, i like him but i feel like maybe everybody's too high on him But after watching him, that kid's sensational. I mean, and it's one of those things, maybe Eddie can back me up on this, I'm not sure I can explain why Trajan Bridges is as good as he is. He's not huge. He's not overly fast. He's not, there's, the sum seems to exceed the parts. And I, I don't really have a good reason for it. But the thing I will say that sticks out to him is his routes are unbelievably crisp for a guy, his age, he, he is a technician as a route runner. He's already very, very good. And in the air, his ability to kind of move around and make catches and really almost before the ball is to him, start to win the battle. You know, whether he's kind of nudging a corner out of position or doing whatever he needs to do, he just always finds a way to create a little space to make the catch for himself. And I, I just couldn't have been more impressed. Um, Jason McClellan is a guy, and I, I talked about it. There's a big thread I put up on the board, uh, I think, yesterday morning, uh, just kind of running down a lot of my thoughts. And with McClellan, it was a weird day for him because he was doing stuff at the camp his, during some of the drills. He had his ball way out away from his body. You can see it on some of the tape. That would never fly to Lido Like I, I don't know what that was about. I don't know if it was just him goofing around and having some fun. It was just a weird thing because you would think it's just a habit that he wouldn't even have like he wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that. So it was a strange day for him but he's a guy that you watch the tape. He's a really good football player. There's nothing to concern yourself. Drew Sanders is I I don't know what you want to use. I mean like he he is just a freak looking dude physically. He worked out at quarterback so we couldn't really take a lot away from what he did on the day but I mean he's 6'4, 225 and Looks like he's carved out of wood, and he's you know a guy ending his sophomore year of high school. So he's, he's just an unbelievable guy as far as his physical upside. Um, and I guess kind of the final guy I would talk about, I want to give Eddie some room to talk about any guys he noticed, was Marcus Major, the Oklahoma City Millwood offer. Um, another guy that was my first chance to see him in person. Uh, I'd take that back. I had seen him briefly last spring, but I had gotten over to Millwood a little late, so I really didn't have a chance to focus on him much, but – I mean, he's a guy, his lower body is really well developed, but he's got a lot of room to continue to get bigger and stronger. And when I watched him and Noah Kane on the same field, I didn't feel there was any huge gap in talent. I mean, I know Noah Kane's really highly ranked. Marcus Major's a a high three-star kind of guy. And so I get that everybody's going to think that's crazy, but Major's a skilled receiver. I think he has a gear that Noah Kane doesn't have. I, I think There is just a lot to like about his game. I think he has a lot of upside and ability to grow.
2: I just think the coolest thing about this whole deal, and even over the last two weeks, Josh, and you've been at both. You went to the Houston camp. You went to the Dallas camp. Oklahoma has nine guys committed. uh, I think it's nine. Nine guys committed in the 2019 and 2020 classes, and we were able to talk to seven of them. Uh, I think the only two guys that we didn't get were Andrew Rame, who wasn't down there, and then Spencer Rattler, who obviously is over in um, Phoenix. So, I mean, we've literally been able to talk and interview and see him in person, those two guys, the last two weekends. All and, and
0: I can guarantee those other two guys we'll see within the next six months. Yeah, absolutely. So probably within the next couple of months. I'm kind of working on a plan to go see Rattler in Arizona, so... Um, I, I, I think you've covered
2: all of it though. Just basically, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, talking with trade on bridges and, and your interview with Trey bridges and, uh, Austin Stogner, obviously they're working on Theo Weese. uh, you know, just watching him. They spent a lot of time with him over the weekend. Uh, it feels like, you know, everything is progressing in that direction. And we were even, I mean, you were able to talk to him, Josh.
0: For those that haven't watched the bridges interview and him talking about Theo Weiss and how, strongly he feels about that recruitment go watch it's free you can you can go check it out it's 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 one of the ones that i marked as free and he feels really good about oklahoma chances with theo weiss i think austin Stogner was a little more hesitant to say anything but i think he feels pretty much the same way so i you know oklahoma could be and this is something that really goes back to bob's era this is one of those times of year when you usually saw OU start to make a run. When they would go kind of through the winter, OU would be so focused on football and spring ball and all that kind of thing. But then kind of mid-spring through early summer, you'd see a rash of commitments. And then kind of through the season, it would die off. And then in you know December through January, you'd see another big batch of, I think right here, you're about to see things kind of get moving again for Oklahoma. So Theo Weiss could be a big part of that. Um, I guess two other in state guys that I do want to mention. We had a chance to watch Trace Ford, another guy, my first chance to see him live. We had him listed previously at about 6'4, 225. He's more like 6'2, 220. I think he's probably a rush outside linebacker. I don't know about Eddie. I mean, you were, um, I'm trying to remember if you were there the day I interviewed Oboe. I don't think you were, back, way back in high school.
2: No, um, we went down there the day that Steve we. Yeah, we went down there to see uh, Terodny Prevost and uh, it rained yep. and then I think it was like a monsoon and we didn't get to see anybody the rest of the week. That's
0: right. That's exactly right. Um, Trace reminds me a lot of Oboe at the same point, just physically same kind of size. And interestingly enough, both played a lot of nose tackle their junior year of high school, which is just a funny little thing because they're both about 225 pounds and play at really high level of uh, high school football. So that's kind of a weird deal. The other guy, and I know Eddie loved him too, and he's a guy that we had a chance to go see last spring. I think, frankly, before anybody else really knew about him, is Jamie Nance from Blanchard, a guy that I thought he would have a good day. I thought he was one of those guys that would surprise some people. He was better than I thought he would be. He was pretty dominant. I would say probably a top three or four receiver that was at the camp on Sunday. So, I mean, he really he made a name for himself. He should have guys like Texas Tech and Kansas State Beaten down his door. He's a really talented guy.
2: He had an outstanding day. I I was not shocked, but, I mean, he has grown into his body a little bit. He's a little bit bigger than I remember uh, him being when we went through uh, spring, spring ball last season and saw Blanchard in that uh, morning session so I he was really good and then uh you know another guy that I, I thought had a pretty good day Josh was uh and he made Josh Hemholtz list of uh guys that made a name for themselves was uh Renard Smith out of uh Edmund Santa Fe an offensive lineman 65320 he had a pretty good day
4: oh uh
0: not Renard uh, uh Ray Burnett is Ray Ray Raynard Burnett yeah yep 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 uh and he did and I another guy, I had seen his junior tape and thought, oh, you know, he's a solid guy, okay, and he's obviously got a great frame. I mean, he's a big, sturdy dude. But I had never seen anything on tape that made me think, oh, yeah, he's a definite guy. I, based on what we saw the other day, I don't know how that dude doesn't sign Division I eventually. With how big he is, I think he'll kick into guard and he'll look more natural there. But he's a big, physical guy. And talking to Josh, something that we could notice at camp because he was wearing long sleeves but he was like, he's really well put together. Like his arms are really, you know, he's not just kind of a big soft guy. You can tell he's put a lot of work in the weight room and it showed, I mean, once he got his hands on some of those defenders, there was no way for them to get by. And you have to wonder being a Santa Fe guy, how much does it help him to go against trace Ford every day? Yeah. And there, you know, and so, I mean, who's going to beat him to the corner if he can catch trace at the corner, like that, I, like I said, I, and I kind of went through trace Ford kind of quickly Trace Ford's got a great first step. I think he's a natural pass rusher. Uh, the thing that surprised me about him was one time. And I think it was against Stacy Wilkins, if I'm not mistaken. Stacy got him to the corner because Stacy's length is just unbelievable. The uh, the Arkansas offensive lineman that OU's also offered, and Trace Ford had a an answer to it. He spun back inside and beat him inside, and. You don't see that from high school guys very often. Usually, if you're a speed guy, if you can't win to the corner, you can't win. They don't have any way. There's no secondary moves. There's no response. You just kind of beat until they get to college and can kind of learn to further their game and respond to how a tackle is blocking them. But he did it without even thinking about it. He just spun right back inside, got to the quarterback. It was it was really impressive. I, I, I've i said it um, a couple places now. For me, Trace Ford's an OU offer. I, I, I think – a guy that physical, that quick, and that twitchy, you, you, you can't let that guy leave the state. You just can't. There, there's not enough of them to go around. You know what's crazy is uh, I DM with
1: his family a little bit, Trace Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is named, to tie it all together, he is named after Trace Atkins. No. Yeah.
2: That is such a lie.
0: <laughs> Damn it. Eddie can read my face because he's here. That's bull. Thank you, Nobody. Eddie. I was like, Eddie is like, you can't be Nobody
2: bullshit in 2018 is naming their kid after Trace Atkins unless <laughs> they are Trace Atkins' kids. Unless
1: it's Trace Atkins Jr.? Yeah. That would have been, that would have been, what if though, that would have been true. And that would have been, and he committed right after Trace Atkins finished his performance. It'd be the. It'd be the biggest
2: power play for a, what do we have him as a low uh, high, a low four-star that I've ever seen?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Nickel, hey, Josh, Nikkel Davis was pretty good as well, the 2020 kid out of Westmore. I know that uh, he probably didn't get a lot of pub coming out of it, but it was good to see him perform against some higher competition. I think that, you know, obviously, being a 2020 kid, there will be plenty of time to uh, get to know him.
0: Yeah, and he's kind of... Um... Very similar in stature to Trace Ford, probably in that 6'2 and a half, probably 235 range. He's a little bigger than Trace, but not a lot. <laughs> not nearly as physically impressive as Trace. Uh, he's got to put some time in the weight room, that kind of thing. But when I first saw him, and I, I said it to you, and I was like, man, that's not. I was kind of hoping he was going to show up and be 6'4, 215, real yeah. long, lanky guy. And he's not that guy. So when you see him, you're like, eh, you know, I'm not that impressed. But I mean, the second he started taking snaps, you're like, that dude's a player because I mean, he he beat everybody. He beat all comers. Uh, the the video you have up, the G, uh, GIF on the board, is of him beating uh, Danielson Ek, a really good offensive lineman out of the Kansas City area. Did we shame and he you? He beat at the, him like he stole something.
1: Did we just shame you last weekend and not saying GIF anymore? GIF, I saw, no I, no I, I no. You guys
0: that. haven't done it at all. I remember the conversation we had about GIF versus GIF. And I can never med- remember which one is right. And well, so here's what's like, funny. G-I-F. is The inventor
1: of the GIF came out and said it's Jif. And everyone just ignored him. They said, no, we like GIF better.
4: Shut See, up, shut up loser. I'm like, so, okay, <laughs> shut, so shut up, GIF. nerd. <laughs> it's GIF. Got it's it. GIF.
0: Okay.
1: It's e- actually, it's either one. You're just such a puss bag if you say Jif. 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 I want an animated GIF.
2: Yeah, you do sound like a... I'm going to throw kind of peanut herb. butter
1: at you if you do that.
2: Uh, Branson Bragg, he good. <laughs>
1: he was he, offensive line MVP, right?
2: Yeah, he's center. He kicked ass in OU, two games. Uh, Top 10, made top 10. I guess he had released it after the camp, but he is... It's like, okay, that guy. Man versus boy? Yeah, it, I mean, he is a... He's a specimen.
0: Yeah, somebody... We had... You know, for people that don't know, there's always at the camps, whoever the regional guys are that are most um, relevant to the camp itself. Like, for example, Nick Kruger being the, our Texas guy, he was going to be there. Josh Himholt being our Oklahoma guy, he was going to be there. So, And then they have a few other national guys so that they can kind of cover all their bases. Well, we had Rob Cassidy, who's a guy that all three of us know and love. Rob's one of my favorites. Good dude. Um, Rob is our is our Florida guy. So he has no relationship with any of these kids, and he's walking. He, he he's watching me. He's sitting next to me. He's watching the O line, D line, and he was like, "Does anybody know about this kid yet?" And I was like, "Branson Bragg." I'm like, "Yeah, he's got about forty offers, Rob. He's real good." And he's like, "That dude's a monster, you know." And I mean, it was he was. You were watching, and I think it, I think he went with the first group. And the first two reps, the D line just kicked ass. I mean, they they just ran right through the O lineman, and it looked like okay. And then as soon as he took the snap, I mean. Eddie Eddie got video of it, but the D lineman, I don't even think he crossed the line of scrimmage. Like it was that dominant, just Bragg just slapped him aside like he was nothing. Yeah. And I I bet he took 12 reps. I think I saw him lose one. I mean, he was just dominant all day long. He's that dude. For sure. Yeah. And for those who are gonna wonder, well, why don't you guys talk to him? What everything I'm hearing is Texas or Stanford. I, I think those are the two schools for him that it's probably going to come down to. I, it's interesting because everybody <laughs> that is not connected to Texas seems to think it's Texas, but the Texas people I talk to think it's Stanford. So it's a real weird kind of thing. It's not, it's not usually how that kind of information works, but I, I think those two are probably – it's going to be a lot like Walker Little a couple years ago.
2: Yeah. Not good. Yeah. For you, get a really good education and win seven games. Not bad. Uh,
1: Now, Trajan Bridges was uh, wide receiver MVP, or yeah, which was interesting because Theo Weese was at that camp. Uh, R.J. Henderson was not, even though he said he was going to be there, just like he said he was going to be at Houston. So, Josh, kind of your thoughts on on Weese and and uh, Bridges at receiver?
0: Yeah, Weese is every time I see him, he's bigger. Like I. Eddie, I don't know. Did you spend a lot of time around Malcolm Kelly? Like he's starting Mm -hmm. to be that big.
2: No, I just getting thick. Yeah, he is very well. I mean,
0: broad-shouldered, like he's a big dude. You can
2: Uh, you can tell why he's the number three ranked player in the country. I mean, it's like it's very obvious. And then when you see him, he just makes everything look so smooth. He has it's kind of like bridges. I mean, he he just makes everything look so easy.
0: I thought, I thought, and, and you know, when people say, "Well, does that mean Bridges is better?" The thing you have to remember in camps like this, we can't make Theo Weiss get passes that he didn't get. Like, we can't say, "Well, we feel like he's the better prospect," but you know, we're just going to ignore that. About three different times, Theo had run a great route or was all set up to make a big play, and the quarterback just just grabbed the ball. I mean, it was just an awful throw. And then it seemed like every time Trajan Bridges had an opportunity, the ball was like high pointed and it was over. And so he could make this huge acrobatic catch that was unbelievable. And so it just, it, some days it just works out that way. Like it's not that we feel that now Trajan Bridges is a better player than Theo Weiss. It was just on that day, he was able to show more. And I think that's probably what it came down to. Cause I mean, in the end they're both outstanding players and I, I can tell you guys talking to some sources even a couple of months ago, I knew some people that thought Trajan Bridges might be the best receiver in Texas this year and I thought man that's crazy I you know and I, just looking at some of the guys like I, yeah, I think we all know I love Garrett Wilson I love Theo uh, I know there's a lot of people that love RJ Henderson there's but Trajan kind of goes forgotten but watching him the other day, that dude, that's a that's a highlight real guy. Like I mean, he really does. He makes plays everywhere. He kind of reminds me. Now I'm not even going to go with the kind of reminds me because the guy I'm going to draw up, nobody's going to know who the hell I'm talking about. It's just going to be a pointless conversation. But if the the best one I can think of that maybe some people remember, and I know Kerry will remember, is Jerome Jene. Yeah. Because Jene had those unbelievable hands. He would catch everything, and he really, like I said, it was smooth and easy for him. But he wasn't like a scary athlete. He wasn't a guy that you got off the bus you're like, holy crap, that's got to be a great player. As to where, like Eddie said with Theo, like he walks in a room and you're like, dude, that guy's pretty – like that dude doesn't look like everybody else. And that's that's kind of where Theo is. Trajan, he can walk in a room and you may not think anything of him. But, man, that, that guy's really going to – I mean, and I think with not just being a good player – But he's one of those guys that Eddie, I know, talking, you know, when we talked to him during the interview and just watched him through camp, that guy's a very natural recruiter. He's not hard pressing anybody, he's not pushing it. But man, he is really comfortable kind of schmoozing and talking and making sure everybody's around him. And I think it's going to pay off for OU pretty big before too long.
2: I wasn't around him in high school, obviously, but Trajon Bridges has a little bit of Kenny Stills in him. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely some of that same personality, personality swagger. Yeah, like just like he's not. You know, he's cocky, but he doesn't come off that way. Yeah, you know, like I know in my mind, you think everybody else here sucks, and you're the man, but you don't present it that way. And so, and there's something to be said for that. I mean, that that's that's not a bad quality.
1: Kenny Stills remains one of the most baffling athletes to me, because he has. A ridiculous ability to adjust to the football. He was he was always getting open. He and he's still doing really well in the NFL. He was always getting behind people, but like you just watch him go out and run, and you're just like, eh, that guy looks okay.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have like the. I think he's deceptively fast, if that
1: makes sense. He's like he's like floppy kneed, like he just there's not a lot of. It just seems like he's just kind of. His legs just kind of flip and flop all over the place as he's running down the field.
2: He's had a really good career, too, in the
1: NFL. I mean... He is... I I believe he's the most successful NFL receiver OU's ever had.
2: That's crazy. Just trying to think of guys that would be better. I mean...
1: Ryan Broyles barely played. Yeah. Mark Clayton's career was Uh, good for a little bit, but only a couple years. That still
0: baffles me. Just
1: injuries. I mean, thought he basically he retired be because great. of injuries. But His knees were almost shot before he left college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Kenny,
2: Ryan, Kenny Still's has more receiving yards than Mark Clayton does in the NFL. Kenny Still's has thirty five eighty five, and Mark Clayton had thirty four forty eight. I didn't that's realize in, Mark Clayton had that many. And that's in. Three less
1: seasons. Wow. So yeah, Kenny's.
2: So this will be Kenny's sixth year in the league. I
1: think Ceedee Lamb's got a
2: chance. Physically, Ceedee Lamb might be as well put together, or like from a just a whoa that guy's gotten big standpoint than anybody else down there. How
1: many career yards does Jermaine Gresham have in the NFL? Yeah. Ooh, be he's curious to know. Probably gonna
2: have like three thousand this year. Like in one season,
1: <laughs> back together with Sam, thirty six fifty eight. So he's your leading receiver, thirty
2: six fifty eight.
0: In well, hey, well, if you're gonna get into that, what about Keith years. Jackson?
1: Well, I'm talking about modern era. Okay, okay. Which I know there's a lot of people like, oh,
0: um, he's modern, you he some
1: bitch. He's, he's not modern. Talking stupid. Ja-
0: Keith era Jackson's on. only at fifty two eighty three. Yeah. So it's not as far ahead as I would have thought him to be. Honestly
2: we Sterling
0: end up with last
2: year. He could end up I think Sterling could end he's up playing in the league for a to, while.
0: He's got to be
1: close to two thousand
0: Let's see. Um, 14 1414.
1: Oh, 14 careers 1414. 14. Yeah, it's 14, 7 It's
0: 14.
2: 731 I, last year. Wow. And he missed 7 games. Or I
0: mean, uh excuse me, uh, five games. Well, if they trade okay. away That Odell. makes more sense because I was like, I felt like he had a much better second year than he did first year, but I, I didn't realize he'd miss that many games. I thought he only missed two or three. Get it makes the me sense feel really that he, old
2: that he's been in the NFL two years now.
1: Shermer <laughs> <laughs> is definitely getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr., I think. I'll have to call my good friend Pat. Your good he's friend Pat, Pat Shermer. Yeah, we
2: danced together.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it was funny... uh, when uh, New Orleans and Minnesota played at the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, I heard about that game. <laughs> that was the uh, I still like Stephon Diggs is another guy. Like he's so much better. I mean, I, he was so good coming out of high school, and then he was so average in college. He should have never gone to Maryland. Yeah, and now he's so good in the NFL when he's healthy. Yeah, um, but. After the game was over, after his magnificent catch and ridiculous, you know, tackle attempt by New Orleans, so Gabe Iker was standing out on the field, and Sam was right there, and he said, "Hey, Sam, you, you want to get a picture?" And Sam's like, "Sure, yeah." Um, I don't take pictures with scrubs. Is and what you should have Gabe, said. Ike,
4: <laughs> wow,
1: you're radio partners. just kidding. Uh, and so is this because you didn't get invited to the wedding?
2: Yeah, this is. Kept me up all night. The music, I could hear it from my house.
0: No, no problem, guys. I don't want to party. No, I'm just kidding, Gabe.
1: Uh, so
0: well, hopefully, Gabe thanked the the nice people who fielded all those calls.
1: So, oh God, do you see that lady? That crazy I lady.
0: That's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, we call them
2: pours in Oklahoma City.
1: <laughs> Everybody calls them that. Um, everywhere. So. So Gabe and and meets Sam Phillips. Like, hey, can we get a picture? And Sam's like, yeah, sure. And so he turns around, hands his phone to a guy. Says, hey, can you take a picture real quick? And the guy's like, oh yeah, okay. Uh, Guy takes the picture, hands his phone. It was Pat Shermer. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And Gabe was like, he's so unapologetic to this day. I'm sure Sam was like, oh god, you just asked my. You just
2: asked the head coach of the New York Giants. Yeah. So Gabe probably ruined his chances of ever getting (laughs) picked up by the Giants.
1: I think he's. I think he's ready to announce a retirement soon. He should He's uh, incredible shrinking man. He should right announce
2: now. it on uh com. We'll set up a Come press conference for him.
1: Announce it on the pod. God, do we have to give him a job then? I don't know if I can afford that. No,
2: we could just do it on like uh I don't know. We could we could we could build it up. I think we could uh we need to maybe dip into the uh scoop HD files. I think we have some gay biker uh
1: That would be good. Tape. Yeah. We could do like I a, actually
2: think it's though it's I could get on some... tape. Like literally on tape. Yeah, we need to
1: I'm going to have to invest in a whole system. I have system. all those tapes. Yeah, I'm going to have to invest in a system so we can make that stuff HD.
2: Shoeboxes full of...
1: We have so much. Uh,
2: I, I bet stuff. there's a lot of Sterling Shepard tape on there.
1: lot, yeah, a lot. As a, like a sophomore, yeah. junior. That could be a nice summer project for us.
0: Uh, guys, in a little bit of news I just saw here on the, uh, the Twitter, Mike Singletary is going to be the next head football coach at Trinity Christian Addison High School. That's a high school, right? That's a high wow, school. He that really is wants to coach. That's the one that's had a lot of transfer. Like the Lewis Seen kid that we were looking for the other day, mm-hmm, Eddie, mm-hmm. that transferred in from Massachusetts, that's where he's transferred to. It's this little bitty private school that no one seems to know anything about.
2: Well, I bet they're under IUIL investigation by December 2020.
0: I I am now Googling Trinity Christian and Dion Sanders and seeing what might come up there because that feels – very, very Dion-ish in the uh, Dallas area. After Prime Twenty One went nuclear. Well,
2: wasn't Prime? Uh, isn't Dion Sanders the offense coordinator at Trinity Christian?
0: Dion is to be offensive coordinator at Trinity Christian, Cedar Hill. Oh, so that's
2: a different one.
0: Yeah. Now I could be miss. Then I could be wrong about the one in Addison. I thought that was the same thing, and I might be wrong. So. Hold up a tick on that one, but anyway, let's not slow down. Though I just thought that was interesting that Mike Singletary is now a high school head football coach that at a private school in Dallas. I'm sure he's getting paid. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know.
1: Okay. Anything? Uh, anything else? Right. Anything else you want to hit on from the Dallas camp that uh, didn't cover any any surprises or any any guys you saw down there? You're like, whoa! I need to watch this.
2: guy. Jamie Nance took the cake for me. I mean, I th- I thought he was outstanding.
0: He was really, really good. Um I know we I, thought, I
2: don't know
1: if we addressed Marcus you didn't, but you said Marcus Major and Noah Kane. Marcus Major
2: definitely mm-hmm.
0: a dude. Uh we didn't talk about Stacey Wilkins at all, the uh, the offensive tackle from um, Arkansas. I kind of mentioned him when I was talking about Trace Ford. Big long guy. I mean, he's what you draw up a left tackle looking like. He's a guy that right now I bet he's what, probably two sixty Eddie. I mean yeah. he's he's just a big skinny kid right now. But once he starts to fill out He'll be uh, he'll be something else, and you can understand why OU is really making a run at him. I, I still get the feeling that it's going to be OU in Arkansas for him. And I, talking to some people in Arkansas, they think it's Oklahoma right now. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. I know when we talked to him, and Eddie's got it up on the board. We need to run it on the front page. Um, he really had a lot of respect for Coach uh, for Bow, like all their NFL, you know, the guys they put into the league. He he recited that several times i mean you can tell that's a mantra he's heard a lot um but yeah he he's a guy that i i think really more more caught your eye about what he could be than what he is right now and i guess finally um probably the kid you'd have to mention is the uh kendrick blackshire kid from mesquite horn uh you know chris Robinson's former home um he is a 2021 kid and I bet you he was probably the most physically put together guy there. He, I mean, Kerry, I'm not kidding you. This kid looked like an SEC junior, like he is unbelievable. And the dude is finishing his freshman year of high school. Wow. I'm, ne- I, I, I'm sure I have seen someone like that, but I can't recall it. I mean, he looked, he he was just unbelievable. I've never seen a guy that looked that big and that physically impressive, and he's already got. Ten or twelve offers, he'll get sixty more before it's all said and done. If he can actually keep his weight down and stay at linebacker, he'll be unbelievable.
2: That kid is buying alcohol for
0: all of Mesquite. Oh, there's no question. That <laughs> dude that dude can walk into any I don't even it's care. another he can whose walk father into any is liquor this. store, yeah, any high end restaurant, and he can order a beer tomorrow and nobody's gonna say a word. Uh I
1: I can't even remember what I was gonna say, but it has been Oh yeah, but did you notice the Stupid new trend where people are trying to Photoshop players at practice to make them look bigger. Somebody was doing that with the Alabama really? photo the other day. Like, Alabama doesn't need their players to look bigger. I, I haven't noticed that. And people that. started calling out. It's like, I don't know if it's like edit guys or what. I could totally see that, though. I mean, I could totally see like the guys who make edits going in and making people's biceps bigger just to.
0: I oh, mean, I'm sure some will put in a request for Levi Draper, you know, to look that way. Levi Draper, um, if you take a
1: picture of him uh, and uh, you send it to him after he's put it on his page, you are friends for life. Really? Yeah. GQ. It. You know... Sh- Sh- Sean's a good dude, too. I like Sean a lot. Oh,
0: Sean! Sean's, like, the problem... <laughs> problem is that the jokes we sometimes throw around, Like the Drapers are good people. Like the, It's nothing to do with them at all. They, well, they, let's,
1: let's, we're talking about one person in the crew here. We're talking yeah. about Eddie.
2: I don't yeah. know what that means.
1: You know exactly what that means. I have no idea what, what that means. And you're getting ready to say something awful. No,
2: I have nothing. I, I don't know what that means at all.
0: Okay. You By made the, the old lady cough, damn it, Eddie. Uh,
1: Eddie has been here... For an hour and forty minutes, he's been playing with my Rubik's cube the entire time, and it looks worse than when you started. No progress has been made. I mean, like, there's nothing matching. Did
2: you try and make
1: every color? Oh no, I, the have, no, I, have, I have I have no idea
2: how to. I just like messing with it. I have no idea how to. I'm not Calvin Anderson.
1: <laughs> oh, was that the thing? Yeah, that, he was the Rubik's cube guy, wasn't he? he? Could do it in like a minute and twenty or something.
2: I have plenty of time to work on a Rubik's cube when he tears his ACL in
0: August. Wow, that what? is Calvin. If you're listening, I am sorry. That is awful.
1: All right,
2: I didn't
0: mean, that I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> who said that?
0: I don't know who said it. Who the hell just die bombed
1: into this radio? This is
0: unbelievable. <laughs> that wasn't me.
1: Eddie's had some. I you can tell he's had some things to get out today. Um, have you was, not been di- getting any fill in work lately? On it was on therapeutic. The, no, I
0: have on the radio. We we've got to take one minute here. Eddie's having a big day today. Possibly we can't get out of here without discussing that.
2: Yeah, I need to find out if it's still on, but
1: might be. Eddie uh, is scheduled getting to some cuts p- in,
2: taking some BP today. I'm gonna be wearing the old
1: uniform. You want to take the black magic with you? See if they'll let an illegal bat. I'm afraid this
2: thing uh, would just slip right out of my hands. No,
1: it's it's that's how it works. It's just tape. I need to. I need to. I'm afraid that bat would just completely
2: shatter. Just shatter right in it's the... It's so old. When you pop it open, I'll throw a couple tennis balls in no, there. No, we're not
1: cheating. <laughs> and you don't put tennis balls, you put racquet balls. Racquet balls? There. Well, you put racquet balls and then tennis balls. Allegedly. If we were Wow, really... that,
0: that seemed really familiar knowledge there. I don't know, that was interesting.
1: No, I mean, the, the bat, it, it the diameter goes down. So, I mean, I've, see, I've seen a bat pop open and just balls fly everywhere. If we were really doing it, I would have done it. Cycle of steroids for a month before I went over there. Is is crappy a hitter I was that bad Is probably in perfect condition. A lot of good a lot of good contact it looks like. I would I would never share my bat either. Was like blood on it. The guy killed with it.
0: That's what happened That guy like singular. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, big high school football news. Modern Day and IMG are going to play this year. Really? Where That's a I uh, I believe that will be in Southern California, from what I'm looking at. Might have to put that on the the plans. Is Modern Day like leaps and bounds the
2: best program in the country right now? Um,
1: they're not. No, I mean they're not really like. Uh, they're are they a private school?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They okay. Are. Okay. Uh. They, I mean, they and – I mean, because it depends on the year you want to talk about, it, which, you know, which Southern California team's the best because, you know, next year it could be Bosco's year when St. John Bosco will be unbelievable again. Um, it's just that they, they go back and forth. The problem the, – the good thing for them is when you talk about them as programs, a lot of their guys, not all of them, but a lot of their guys start freshman year and go through the ranks. It's not like IMG where dude shows up senior year and he's you know and he was already a great player and whatever. So that that's where that's a little different. I think probably helps uh, modern day that they're going to play early in the year because man for man IMG will probably be a little bit better. But at the same time, it's a bunch of guys that haven't played together before.
2: It is the night before the OU Army game. September twenty first mm-hmm. is what it uh, looks like they have agreed to play. Mm-hmm. So that will be. Uh... I imagine that will be a televised high school game
0: by ESPN. I think there is a good bet. That is absolutely correct, Eddie. Very
1: nice. Hey, uh, we're running a little long. We got to get out of here. Um, I will add, uh, Oh, you very,
2: very active on the, uh, Oh wow. JUCO transfer I mean, it's unbelievable recruiting trail. Bob Prisbell is doing a great job on the board. Check in on the crimson corner to, uh, to get all the updates on that, but checking with our hoops guys at rivals too. Corey yeah, Evans doing a great Corey job. Evans done a great job. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I Almost think if OU can get the Caliques Day kid out of Maine and uh, the Austin Strice kid out of uh, Wabash Valley, uh, JUCO, they could be in a better position than they were last year. And that I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about where they were this year.
1: It kind of goes to show you that Lawn and I've said this before. Maybe they are lacking a little bit on the uh, the tactical side of things on the coaching ladder, but they're recruiting. Ladder is pretty.
4: They pretty solid.
2: They know they're in a bad spot and they have to get out. Yeah. So, and they're. It, it appears that they're. They're now. You get past these guys and they don't get them. They really are in a kind of a yeah, in a bad spot. But I think everything is trending the right direction right now for the uh, for the OU basketball program, despite the uh, transfer. I don't think fans of, would. Of a few. I
1: don't think fans would mind seeing a, a little JUCO heavy with their team right now.
2: No, they need to, if you watch Nevada in the NCAA tournament, that's what they need to do.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Uh, hopefully, well, next week we'll be able to kind of give you guys more of a standout report from, from spring football. Uh, they, they've only practiced four times so that, you know, they they just put on pads. So uh, there's really, no, we even asked Lincoln for standouts. He really couldn't name anybody in particular. Uh, that stood out. And the quarterback battle just kind of get going. Uh, did get a chance to talk to Kyler Murray a little bit yesterday. But just kind of the same stuff uh, that that we got with Austin Kendall. Uh, just two guys that are just in the, the start of a quarterback competition. So it's going to be interesting. Though, and there will be more interesting reporting from us coming out on spring football. Uh, but also, uh, Bob Prisbyla as Eddie mentioned, to handle a lot of great basketball stuff. Uh, we'll continue to have a lot of spring football stuff rolling out. Recruiting season. Uh, it's in full stride. So what I'm basically saying is, there's never been a better time for you to jump on board and subscribe to SoonerScoop.com. Uh, be a part of the Crimson Corner, uh, where we uh, we are parked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So come join us. Thanks to uh, Eddie Radosevich, uh who is in studio. Good luck on your uh, BP today. I'm going to say zero chance of a a ball going out. Oh, I'm hitting dingers today. Zero chance because
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna request that they play uh, Trace Atkins. Is that what While you're playing right now? Yeah, you're gonna miss this. I'm going to perform. You're gonna miss this. Trace a acapella at some point in the next month.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can give you a little Trace Adkins if you want. I am. Uh, I am. I'm
2: also pleased to announce that uh, I've been invited to a Masters darty on April seventh, Saturday of uh, Masters weekend. I will be singing the national anthem, so that uh, is something to look forward to.
1: I'm trying to find you're gonna miss this.
0: You're gonna miss this. The only song I know of his is like 25 years old. It's something about every light in the house is on. That's the only yeah. That's, the, oh, one. yeah Everybody
1: that's, knows that classic. One. Yeah, classic
0: that's, that's country. That's like the only
1: one I know. Thanks, classic country
0: on King. Thanks country. for reading
1: my column last night. And I mentioned that.
0: Did you? Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't read that.
1: You know what? <laughs> at least they didn't. At least they
2: didn't book Alan Jackson.
1: Yeah, I like you're going to miss this. Oh, I like Alan Jackson. You're going to miss this.
2: Travis Tritt would have been badass though.
1: Oh, I love me some Travis Tritt. Before She Knows it, she's... I don't know, that's uh I I like a little country on the ball field. But yeah, Travis Tritt. I Don't Love You Anymore. Oh yeah, that's long black hair. Deal. That dude could sing. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Eddie. Good luck. Thank you. I want to say bad luck. I'm I'm gonna be video. I will. uh, Did you bring your camera with you?
2: Yeah, I mean we got post -post practice, so I I
1: got it. I might have to man that thing. It's gonna be good.
2: Uh, I I brought a turtleneck too. I'm gonna wear a turtleneck (laughs) because it's kind of chilly.
1: (laughs) Oh God, this is gonna be
2: awesome. I'll uh, I might throw on the uniform here in a minute. Just we'll take a picture and send it out.
0: All right. What, What kind of video are we getting on this? I I mean. What do you mean? What kind of video? I I feel like we need some video shot of this BP. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna operate Scoop H D. Oh this is beautiful. That that's that'll probably be the most watched Scoop H D ever.
2: Uh, I'll be work. editing it, so we'll see how much of it, it gets out.
0: <laughs> it's just Eddie walking up to the plate and then a ball just it kind of flies over the plate. <laughs> He's fence. not
1: gonna have another one of his Nate fakin uh, repeats from his shooting. <laughs> well,
2: I mean I made one and that's that's where everything went wrong. So
1: mm. All right, Josh, thank you very much for being a part of things, as always. Uh, great job uh, this weekend and, and last weekend at Houston and Dallas. And five-star, we don't have uh, complete details on that, uh, but that'll be coming up as well. Uh, but all kind of, we didn't even talk about We can talk about it next week. Lincoln Riley released some of his uh, football camp information, which is really interesting because he was only having one-day camps, which has never happened before, so. There's probably some reasoning behind that. So anyway, thank you to uh, everybody for listening. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Eddie. And we'll see you guys back here next week on the Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Podcasts from Soonerscoop.com.